Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. Magna Gopal, how are you doing in 2024? Well, considering it's just two days in, I'm doing pretty damn good. It's amazing, right? It's another year. You always expect to feel slightly differently on the first, right? Yeah. And I never do. I never do. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Every year I expect to feel completely different on the first, apart from a hangover. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to, on behalf of myself and Leon, wish all of you naked and counting listeners a very happy new year, a happy 2024. Be as naked and count as much as possible. <laughs> exactly. Well, Leon, I'm curious. You know, we've both been doing a lot of things. You know, we've been involved in dance for many decades now, but we're also doing a lot of side projects and other things that are of interest to us that are kind of not connected to dance directly. So, how or what have you done on the side and how has it impacted your passion for dance or your appreciation for dance? Me, For me, it's, it's a little bit different than you. I'm 100% in the dance. This, this is the business. I teach, I perform, I promote, I organize parties and stuff like that. Before COVID, I was, I was traveling, you know, almost 20 years, almost every weekend. And truth is it's tiring for me covid was the perfect break to fix my body to fix my mind to you know to put everything into perspective and i also knew that i wouldn't be traveling as much there's so many new um talented artists and i know i've said this before but there's so many new and talented artists coming out that you know, obviously they're going to be booked. And I remember it happened to me. I was being booked everywhere and it's going to be, it's, it's going to be happening for them. And I just assumed that maybe I wouldn't be traveling as much. So I said to myself, I need to focus on making money at home and, and being able to live because there's something we never really choose. Well, I, I think we're of the generation that never really chose to become international performers. It kind of just happened. Uh, and I know now, especially with the way things are on social media, people see the lifestyle or think they see the lifestyle and they want to be a part of it. So my point is, I never thought I was going to be traveling after COVID. But this year has actually been quite good. It's been quite good for me. I've focused on being able to survive, being not survive, being able to live without traveling. But I have been traveling which is, you know, it's kind of a oxymoron, but <laughs> I, uh, I I focus on being able to um, live, make money, but it's also reinvigorated. Is that the word I'm looking for? Reinvigorated? Reinvigorated. There you go. Reinvigorated my passion for the dance. Because I really, I really was tired. I, I didn't want to run a group anymore. I wasn't thinking about traveling. I wasn't doing any of those things. And it's happened. Things have happened, and because it's, it wasn't on the same frequency as before COVID, it kind of reset reset my passion. 
you know, I'm I'm looking forward to performing again. I I I, I wasn't at all, but I'm looking forward to getting my new show out. I'm, I'm even planning to start a new student group, which I stopped before, basically before COVID. Yeah, this year has been kind of an eye opener, and it's been kind of great for me. And nice. You, about you. <laughs> nice. Actually, the interesting thing that you said about COVID giving you a much needed break for your body to heal. I still remember with all the travels that I had, I remember from from dancing a lot, like my toes, I had broken my toenail because it was just constantly squeezed into a shoe and it just never healed. And I thought, oh, damn, you know, I guess I'm just going to have this kind of like dead part of my toe for the rest of my life. And then in COVID, my nail grew back out because I didn't put on shoes for months and months and just stayed inside the house. And the nail grew back out. And I was like, wow, I guess I did need that break. But the, the body does need to heal. You don't realize how much you put yourself through, how much you put your body through when you're traveling every weekend, dancing for hours and hours on end, not resting well, not eating properly, you know, and you're just constantly on the go. So my body also felt, or my body also appreciated that time. And then in this past year, I've been doing a lot of speaking things with Toastmasters and other gigs. And I, I kind of thought that maybe I would be shifting my focus completely towards public speaking and coaching. And I realize with everything I do in that arena, I always tie it back to dance because dance gives you just so many, there's so many hidden lessons and obvious lessons in dance about communication, effective communication, about uh, ethical leadership, about connecting with another person, building rapport, making sure that you can create with another person. And if you really look at life, that's kind of the things that we want in life. We want to be able to spend time with somebody and just connect with them quickly, you know, build rapport, which most people can't do off the dance floor. They struggle to do that. And we want to be able to create. We want to be our joyous, childlike selves you know, in, in our lives, but we feel restricted by the many societal constraints. Dance doesn't force that on you. Dance invites you, it invites you to just really be free. And so there's still so many lessons that I take from dance that I use in a lot of my workshops, presentations, trainings, coaching, and then everything I learned there when I teach a dance workshop, I bring all of that stuff right back. So where I thought that I would be drifting away from dance, I feel like it's impossible to do that because dance is the source of so much of the knowledge that I want to share, even outside of the dance community. I tell you the truth, I was worrying that you were going to leave us, you know. I thought you were just going to come on the podcast and just talk because that's what you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> My man just talked longer than I did and he's telling me that I just talk. No, I'm talking about your your outside of this dance. You speak. Oh, right, right, right. So doing a podcast, speaking is easy for you. But I was worrying that you was not going to be in the scene. I thought you was going to just give up and, 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 and drift away, but you haven't. And it was actually great to see you last year, even if you didn't have any shoes on, 
<laughs> well, listen, this is this actually takes me to another point that dance is so great for. Last year in December when I was in Paris and we got to teach that workshop and just the time I got to spend with you. I mean, most of my relationships, my closest relationships, my longest relationships are from the dance community. And I love that even yeah. though I even though I wasn't dancing as much, nothing happened with those relationships. In fact, they grew in other ways, in in different different ways and deeper ways. And when we got a chance to teach together and talk about like this freedom of a follower and how a lead should adapt to the things that a follower inserts into the dance. It just brought everything again, full circle. Like there's so much to learn from dance. There's so many great ways that you can connect in dance that you just cannot do outside of dance. Like it, it is, it's a, it's just a completely different space that doesn't exist off the dance floor and the relationships you build, the connections you build on the dance floor, nothing compares to them. They, they, you just cannot recreate them. Yeah. I remember years ago hearing and seeing people that kind of get bogged down in the work, in the teaching. And it, it comes, it takes away from what they got into it, why they got into it. You know, and I realized that, I was getting a little bit like that because I was teaching so much this year or last year. <laughs> I can't even get out of it yet. Uh, it's going to take a, at least a month to get out of it. But um, yeah, I've taught so much and I wasn't necessarily enjoying the dance floor like I did before. But I'll tell you now, recently, the last couple of months, even when we was in um, Romania, I realized how much I do love social dancing. You know, it does become like an automatic thing when you're on the dance floor sometimes and you just go through the motions. But to be literally, you know, an emotion, emotionally connected to the dance, the music, the, the connection to your partner has, has been reinvigorated, as I said before. And I found it again. I'm back. I feel like I'm back and I just want to create. I want to get on the dance floor and create. I don't want to dance every day, every <laughs> night. I don't want to go away every weekend, but I want to find a way to still, I love teaching, but I want to be able to enjoy my passion. My passion is the dance. I hear you. I mean, the social dancing is the reason I got into it and it never really changed. Social dancing was always the main thing for me, the main focus. I do love teaching and the reason I teach is because I have so much fun social dancing because I have so many things that I get from the social dance floor. I'm like, I would love to share this with other people so they can enjoy this dance on the same level that I do. And that's one of the reasons why I teach the way I teach, but the social dance, I mean, I do hope that the people that are coming into this community, into the professional area of the dance community, don't lose that passion because it's the one thing that's ever changing. It's the one thing that you never know what you're going to get. And it's yeah. the one thing that keeps everything new and fresh and creative because every partner is going to bring something different to the table. Even if you dance with them a million times, this time we'll add something different. And you, if you look at yourself as 
also bringing something new to the table, you're constantly evolving. Like I feel like the social dance aspect of salsa dancing or any dance really, but really salsa dancing is this element of constant evolution and growth and creativity. And you can do that within five minutes and every five minutes, which you cannot really do in any other area of your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things I was really scared of teaching too much and losing that passion. For years, I, I wouldn't teach that much. much. I, would, I would only teach maybe two days a week and then travel on the weekends. I've actually started teaching more days a week, but definitely the passion is back. You, you, can, you cannot lose it, really. You cannot lose it. I, I've, I've proved that. I was so scared of losing it that when I thought I was losing it, I wasn't. So definitely, if you haven't danced for a while, then get out there. Get out there. Just go and enjoy yourself, you know? And if you're a teacher, take some time for you as well because it does pass down to the students. You know, if you're teaching, reg you, you've seen it. We've mm -hmm. all seen it. Those people that they, they, they go in there and it's a job and they don't they don't give you anything. They, 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 yeah, they give you a routine, but they're not giving you, they're not making you feel it. Right. Like they're not, they're not transmitting the passion with which they started, the reason they got into it. They're, yeah. they're giving you the knowledge, the technique, but they're not sharing the passion for it. And if you lose that, then you're just building robots on the dance floor. People that execute moves perfectly, but have no life and soul behind them. It's like someone telling you good news while they're crying, like <laughs> boring. You know, you're getting the information, but you're, you're getting the wrong feeling. So you're going to take something away from that meeting that you might not necessarily need. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, on that note, again, we would like to wish everybody a very happy new year. We hope that you have a lot of success and health and prosperity in this year. And considering you guys are all in the, our dance community, we hope that you don't lose that passion. We we know how it feels to ride that wave of like high passion, high interest, and then kind of just feeling like, what's the point? But make sure you ride that wave back up to where you are committed, where you see the value, where you appreciate these moments of connection, where you appreciate the chances to connect with people who might not speak your language, you know, who you've never met before, but in five minutes, all of a sudden you can build something beautiful together. And I hope for this year that everybody out there that's listening to this podcast gets a chance to take our workshop again together. I hope we can do that again this year because I actually had a lot of fun just very quickly. So you understand what we did. We did this. We did a class where um, I was teaching. a. Uh, I would teach a, a, a routine and then. I asked Magna, what would she do in that situation? How would she add her? How would she magnify it? And that was, is an eye opener for me because now I'm implementing that concept into not the way we taught, but uh, not what you taught, but the fact that I want to bring in more female partners to give their aspect. Because I've been always focused on crazy moves and stuff like that. And I've been always focused on, how to manipulate my partner to do what I want on the dance floor. But it's, it was a, an eye-opener to see what can be done. Somebody that has my kind of mind on the other side. 
and you have that that kind of creative mind. So it was a it's a pleasure to see, and I'm I'm gonna be doing that as much as possible. But I definitely want to do that again with you, Magna Gopal. So everybody listening, make sure you speak to the powers that be and get us together somewhere. We we definitely will. I mean, with Romania, that was one of those events where I'm like, yeah, Leon Leon would like to attend. Can we make that happen somehow? And it's unfortunate, yeah, you were there just as a guest, as an attendee. But for sure, if we are ever on the same stage in the same venue, I'm going to request a workshop with you. And, you know, who knows if it's another European trip, Paris will definitely be one of the destinations and we'll make that happen again, too, because it really was such a great experience. And speaking of renewing your passion for the dance, teaching with you was just phenomenal because it's great to have every time we connect on the dance floor, social dance floor, it just it's something brand new at which I can't wait to post that dance of ours. But when we teach it's just interesting how we approach the concepts of lead and follow and how we truly adapt to each other yeah. and and then share that to the students, you know, like really we're both on the same wavelength and on the same page, because sometimes you have those instructors who are like, yes, you know, listen to your follow, pay attention to your follow and the follow does something. And then the instructor's like, ladies, you're not supposed to do that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa. I thought you just said that they they can do whatever they want, you know, or they can insert something. So it was really great to teach with you. I'm looking forward to doing that again. But definitely next time our paths cross. I, you know what? That was the point. Remember I said earlier on a couple of months ago, things changed. It was that weekend because it was the first weekend I've been to a festival in over 15 years where I haven't been working. I found my passion there. There It, it was right there. So thank you, Magna, for putting that uh, making me go down there and uh, and and really enjoying myself. And I'm planning to enjoy myself as much as possible this year. And I hope to see each and every one of you on the dance floor. Not necessarily for a dance. I can't dance with everybody like Magna. But I want to <laughs> see every one of you on the dance floor. And if you've ever listened to any one of our podcasts, please come up to either one of us, both of us, and tell us about it. That's one thing that people don't know. We always talk about off-air is that stories of people talking about our podcast. And that really, really makes me happy to continue doing this. Same, same. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Naked and Counting. We always have some very funny reels, which are completely at the discretion of Mr. Leon Rose. Whatever he wants to create, he gets very creative with those. And I equally find some bloopers. That, that's, that's how we pay each other back, pretty much. Yeah, I don't leave any no more bloopers. This is this is the year of no more bloopers. And nope. don't forget to check out Magna's podcast, Empowered by Magna Gopal. <laughs> For those tiny, quick tidbits of improving your mindset, improving your connections, communication, and leadership skills, empowered with Magna and For all the stuff dance-related, this is the longest-running podcast serving the Latin dance community we have been on since 2017. We're going on seven years, folks. Seven years, 2024. seven years. We've been naked for seven years recording this podcast. Yes, and we are counting. Seven years. (laughs) Check you guys out in the next episode. 
Bye-bye.